Um, yeah. So how's your how's your week been? Oh, God, I had to go to an all staff meeting like in person for two days. Oh, I saw those snaps. Yeah. I was like, this looks miserable. Oh, it was. It was so terrible. The first day, <laughs> I sat way too close to the podium by accident like I came in and a lot of seats were filled and I saw my boss and I saw an open seat across the aisle from her so I just took it and I was it was still like three Mm -hmm. rows back but I was in like direct sight of the podium and and like way too close to like our director and assistant director and everybody like too close to the people that are way up high and yeah then like two seconds before the meeting starts this this potato-shaped guy, who I've never met before in my life, like, literally shaped like a potato, sits down right in front of me. And oh, no. he's got, like, this nasty, like, balding hairline. Like, he's he smells Ew. funky. Like, he's got some funk on him. And then he also came in with uh, a pretty much, like, nearly empty Starbucks iced coffee. But there was still a lot mm. of ice left in the cup. And so the first 40 minutes where our director was up there speaking, he was slamming this ice and chomping it (laughs) the whole fucking time. And it was driving me absolutely nuts. Oh, my God. And how can you possibly even focus on what the director is saying when you got this fuck (laughs) just crunching ice left and right? (laughs) Right? And when when we... took our first break I heard my my boss and like another co-worker across the aisle from me I heard them mention something about ice like just in frustration <laughs> and I turned to them and I'm like like I got in on it we just all went off yeah, you're like <laughs> that guy happened yes. to get up and leave the room at the time so like Perfect. we just kind of went off about it but that fucking dude really set the tone for the meeting, like, for the next two days. (laughs) It just wasn't great. But I almost had an incident where somebody, like, you know, walked in on me in the bathroom because they had these... Oh, fuck! I know. (laughs) Almost. It was a close call. Like, the stalls at this hotel had doors that went all the way down to the floor, and -hmm. they were really tall, too. And, uh, but they had, like, the little openings on the side, so you could see, like, next to you, you know, if there were people in the stalls, Mm -hmm. but you couldn't see, like, just if you were walking through. And I heard somebody come in and start to just jiggle handles, and I realized mine wasn't locked. (laughs) And I, like, literally right before she grabbed the handle, I had switched the lock. So I was like, whew. Yeah. It was fucking two days of misery, misery, just, like, straight up misery, but... You know, it's that sounds awful. Yeah, exactly. Can't expect much more with the work environment. Yeah. At least it's over. Was it in um, like the Capitol or where was it? No, they they were holding it in like a conference room at a hotel right across the street, basically, Uh, because we're in the middle of like moving office spaces. So our actual office is closed. Like, we can't go to our old office, and we can't go to the new office yet because they're moving all the cubicles and stuff to the new office. Mm. So, uh. so yeah, we were in a hotel. <laughs> it was all right. But at least, at least it's over. Yeah, it was, like, the, the worst part, honestly, was the mixture of people because 
a lot of the older people have been retiring because, you know, they're old. And so they're being mm -hmm. replaced by younger staff. And that is creating an atmosphere that's very uncomfortable, uh. honestly. <laughs> because the old people just can't get with it. And they're... Yeah. And... And the younger people are really trying to fight for like their benefits, like like the. I mean, yeah, it's really stupid. Just it's it was just a really stupid two days because there was a lot of arguing <laughs> about really dumb shit. So yeah, love it. Uh, no, love the old people. No thanks. Actually, I really yeah. hate. I really hate fucking the old people. Worst. But fucking worse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I had a. I had a fun week. Um. So after we were recording the last time I was getting ready to go to work I go outside to start my truck put my key in the ignition and it doesn't start I was like huh <laughs> and so I like tried it a couple more times it wasn't budging and it was like the one weekend Ozzy wasn't home and so I was like cool and so I had to text my coworker and be like, um, can you give me a ride to work? <laughs> and granted, like my coworker is this like 21 year old college student. And I'm like, this really just makes me look like an asshole. Cause I'm the one that's supposed to be graduated with a big girl job and have my shit together. And I have to ask this college student to give me a ride to work. I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But, um, she's the one where I'm. Uh, dog sitting her two dogs this uh, weekend and it was supposed to just be um, Friday to Saturday morning but flight got canceled and so <laughs> now I'm here indefinitely she hasn't I was like okay keep me posted on uh, when you gonna get back and she like hasn't said anything yet and I was like Ugh. but these dogs like <laughs> first of all so they're two like I think they're great Pyrenees um, because like one of them's a puppy and one of them's like fully grown and the puppy is very high maintenance cause it's still not potty trained. And so it needs to go out like every hour and she lives at an apartment. And so every time I take it out, I have to bring it on the leash and I can't just bring out the puppy. I have to bring out the 120 pound dog or else it gets jealous. And it's like, it's so poorly trained. I like <laughs> the first time. I like, I took about, I was like, I was excited about having him. I was like, oh, let's go to PetSmart and let's oh, go, no. like, let's go get oh, him a bone. No. <laughs> and this dog, the big one, like he has one of those collars that like has that retractable <laughs> leash. Mm -hmm. And so I took him out of the car. We started walking towards the store. <laughs> the, the leash wasn't locked. And so he's just like trotting in. There's this fucking car that's coming. And he just like walks right into it. I'm trying to figure out how to lock the leash so that he can't walk into the car. I never figured it out. And so it's just like slow motion that this dog is going to get hit by the car. And I was like, um, luckily, like just barely missed him. I was like, whoo, that was Christ. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, yeah. And then he just like, he pulls so hard and he yanks and he's huge. And so you just got to like, put all your body weight into trying to keep him like back. And I was like, all right, he's going back in the car. Um, and so that was the experience. I was like, all right, no more extra shit with these dogs. Mm -hmm. And then like, I come back home, I, I give the dogs their dinner or whatever and some water and the puppy comes and, and starts like rolling in my lap and then she just pukes all over my lap. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
didn't bring an extra pair of pants. And so I was like, God damn it. God. Yeah, it was it was rough. And then like um, when I got here, I noticed her their water dish was empty, and I was like, Oh, they must be thirsty filled it up for them and then they were just like slurping it up and I was like wow they must have not had water this whole time and then I realized why it was empty because then this little puppy starts pissing on the floor every 20 minutes and I'm like oh my god <laughs> so been limiting their water intake so that they don't they don't piss on the floor um the dog that the puppy is already like shed on the floor three times oh and I, take, I take her out every like i take her out every two hours so i'm like i don't know what you want from me dog like uh so and like she has to go in a a cage when she's like at night when mm -hmm. uh you know she sleeps and then she just like wails all night because mm -hmm. she doesn't want to be in there and so yeah it's been a rough go so i hope it <laughs> hope it ends soon <laughs> oh god God, that sounds so fucking awful. Anna wants to get a puppy. I mean, I've already said we can, but we have... There's certain things we have to do before we can get to yeah. that point. Yes. And I am so not looking forward to this as the person who has to be... Who is home all the yeah. time. Who works from oh. home. Oh, yeah. man. You're you're going to be in for it. Do you know, uh, know. what kind of... Is it going to be a similar, like a smallish dog? Yeah, nothing bigger than Luna, really. Um something roughly her size but Anna's actually good at training dogs thankfully she, like she knows how to train dogs yeah that will be so. important <laughs> yeah so I have to I have to learn obviously because I've never never yeah. trained a dog I, I've only ever had cats so yeah <laughs> you know and I, they I'm a fucking pushover so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know, especially when it comes to animals, it's like ah. <laughs> However, no. it it turns out that I'm kind of the disciplinarian, at least for Amy. <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was in my office, and she uh, went outside with with Anna. Like Anna was like, "Hey, Amy's coming outside with me and Luna." And I was like, "All right, you know, like I know she'll be supervised." So mm -hmm. Amy like went outside and she was just kind of enjoying herself and I just walked like into the dining space where that door is just to like see how things were going and she mm -hmm. like saw me coming and she freaked out <laughs> and ran back inside like she was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Amy knows who the fun parent is. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh, so I, I was like, no, it's it's okay. It's okay. You can go back outside. Like I had to bring her back outside just to show her that it was okay to be out there. Oh my goodness, Amy, you silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then oh. that little that little bean got bold and she went out the doggy door by herself oh, yesterday. Oh, not good. Not good. <laughs> yep, yep. And I said, we have to take that out now. <laughs> yep. She is going to abuse this privilege. <laughs> yep. 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 So yeah, that's what's been going on here. Just yeah. animals and work. Yes. That's, that's life. But <sighs> they're fighting. I don't know if you can hear it. I can they're hear fighting, it. Yes. I guess. <laughs> oh, hard to avoid. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, this is gonna be a rough one to record, but yeah, that's alright. Just gonna have to filter out the background noise somehow. But yeah, so this movie was also a hard one to get through. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I'm glad we're glad we're through it. So let's get into it, huh? Let's get into it. So I'm Jesse and I'm Aaron and we're the Cage Queens. It helps if you don't speak right now. Oh man! And this week we watched a doozy. It was called Next. It was released in 2007, and pretty much Nick plays this music, not musician, magician that has this special ability to see into the future and so the fbi like starts recognizing that he has this gift and then wants him to use it to help them identify where these nukes are going to be um launched pretty much that were like smuggled into the u.s and nick really doesn't want to do it because i guess people have been abusing his power his whole life and so He's trying to outrun the FBI, not work with them, and at the same time, he has this vision of a woman, and so he gets with her and falls in love, and we watch their their story unfold, and it was a fucking terrible watch. I was so miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's start with Nick's appearance. Oh Uh, my god. as greasy and grimy as this movie (laughs) yeah he had this nasty like long hair that it was just it was just bad like it goes down to almost his chin and with his like peak receding hairline thing that he's got going on it just looked so gross and he definitely looked like a creep yeah i was gonna say he fit the role of like las vegas magician because he just looked creepy as fuck (laughs) Yeah, and right at the very beginning, the very first time we see him, he's sitting in a diner, drinking a martini. I know, it's like, hey, there's one for the drinking game. This must be when, like, the the drinking game kind of started, like, forming right around, like, National Treasure, probably. Yes. Uh, And then, you know, the next few, few years after... My recording's probably also going to be fucked because Amy is, like, I hear all over the place. Yeah. I hear some, some noise, some background yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah. No, don't. She's trying to knock things over Ugh. and rub on things and, you know, just do her. Yes, just thing. make herself known. Mm-hmm. I see a pup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so... Yeah, then after he's waiting in this diner for what we don't, we don't know why he's sitting there waiting, but he's waiting and he gets up and leaves and goes and does his act as Frank Cadillac. Frankenstein and Cadillacs. At some venue in Vegas. And in this scene, one thing to particularly note is that we see his, at the time, wife. Uh, who is the Asian lady that gets brought up on stage and he does a little magic act, but he just really predicts that her neck, he can see that her necklace is going to fall off, I guess, because the clasp is loose. I don't know. It's stupid. But the whole reason that scene is even in there is, I think it's just to put his wife on camera. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, because I, I wasn't even going to include that in my notes, and then when I saw the trivia that it was, like, Alice Kim, uh, uh, Alice Kim uh, Cage at the time, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, shit, because I was thinking in my head, hey, he probably likes that he is with this younger, attractive Asian woman right now, and then when I saw it was the his wife, I was like, oh, shit, he does like it a lot. It's very intentional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, yep, and we just know that. We know Nick's type, and I hate that yes. we know Nick's type. I just—it's pretty gross. Yeah. It makes me very uncomfortable knowing, <laughs> yeah. knowing what his preferences are. But yes. Anyways, uh, at that at that show also is that FB, the FBI agent who we come to know later. It's Julianne Moore who mm-hmm. is the one trying to track Nick down to use his powers because she know like she can tell. That he has some other ability. Yeah, I I just refer to her as FBI agent in my notes because I don't know if, if they said her name. I didn't ever catch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's her last name's Ferris. So, okay. but I don't know. It doesn't really matter how we <laughs> refer to her. Honestly, Nick, he doesn't make a lot of money being a magician, so he gambles to make money. And because he can see two minutes into the future. He can cheat the system a little bit, but he tries to be careful about it by, like, Mm -hmm. only doing certain games where he's betting against the house and not other people, I guess. And, like, the casino owners are getting onto him because they can tell he's cheating, but they can't figure out how he's cheating, and then the FBI people kind of intervene and get themselves involved and they're like, yeah, well, don't don't say anything about this guy. Just let us handle it or whatever. Dude, I cannot focus on what you're saying because I have just got this <laughs> pure scent of shit that is filling the room. Okay. And I... You need to take care of that. <laughs> and I was like looking. I was like, alright, where did one of these shit balls... <laughs> Poop, but I think they just farted <laughs> so, so bad. <laughs> so I think we're good for now. I'll take them okay. out a little bit. But okay. oh my god, man. This is this is just all distraction, but <laughs> anyways. I made a mistake. Yeah, at some point, like the bad guys in this scenario show up and they're like maybe French or German or Russian or something it's hard to tell because they (laughs) they speak french but then in the like in the um on the imdb page it says they're russian and i'm like i don't i don't get it but yeah and they speak some german at some point yeah i guess in the trivia they say there's some swearing in serbian so like who the fuck knows (laughs) what they're supposed to be but they show up and uh oh i was gonna actually say something about them showing up but fucking what was it oh no i know i lost my train of thought fuck there we go (laughs) filling in the dead space (laughs) oh my god this is gonna be such a bad one Uh, yes it will be at least it it matches the essence of the movie now they somehow the bad guys catch on that that mm-hmm. the FBI is looking for Nick. So they question 
the security guard at the hotel about Nick, and the security guy is just like, I don't know what you're talking about, and they kill him, and then it kind of all pops off after that, um, because everybody's looking for Nick. So Mm -hmm. Nick decides that now is the time to wait for Jessica Biel at the restaurant, and she actually shows up, and he goes through scenarios where he... Um, like, tries to talk to her, I guess. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, and so he just, like, runs through, like, ten different scenarios, and he figures out the best way that it can end for, like, in his favor, and, uh, essentially her ex shows up, and then, um, you know, Nick, like, intervenes, because they're getting into an argument, and then he sees the best way through is to let this guy punch him in the face and so then he kind of just plays the oh no I'm injured and then like she feels sorry for him and then um you know they they start talking for like two minutes and then they realize well he already knows where she's going but like he's like whoa I'm going to blah 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 and she's like hey I'm going there too and she's like and he's like I don't have a car and she's like let me give you a ride I was like within several minutes of knowing this guy she's just gonna straight up offer him a ride like mm-hmm. yeah and the so the drive was from las vegas to flagstaff and i looked it up it's a four-hour drive like, Yikes. <laughs> yeah but you know what i realized we mm. i just glossed over probably because of the shit situation i kind of forgot um <laughs> about the whole reason why like everybody's after nick because of like the whole chase scene and action shit that happens oh yeah but i just completely forgot about like, he sees into the future that somebody is going to try to, like, rob the casino. And he stops it before the guy pulls his gun out. Like, he he disarms the guy before he gets the chance to pull his gun out. And then uh, everybody's after him. And he steals a car on his way out of the hotel. And a whole, like, chase scene ensues. And he almost gets hit by a train, but he doesn't because he sees it coming. <laughs> he knows. Oh, they're fucking biting my coat. <laughs> Look at this. Like, why is that fun to play with? <laughs> oh. oh my god. Yeah, oh. Jesse, you should never get a puppy. Don't <laughs> I know. Do it. They make me so mad, Aaron. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so there's he's like, um he's pretty much just wanted because there's this misunderstanding about him and the gun and then also the FBI agents kind of want him because of his ability to track down the terrorists and so Mm -hmm. but he doesn't obviously he doesn't tell Jessica Biel that you know he's a wanted man and so um they just kind of um drive off together and she turns out she's going to the reservation because she works with these Native American teacher. kids, yeah. yeah, that are specifically on reservations, and um, then, like, Nick is, um, you know, he, he goes there, too, and he, um, like, bonds with the kids, because he shows them a magic trick, and that's when she starts yeah. falling for him. She's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And just Nick and Jessica Biel as a it's couple. Not, it's not. It doesn't work. It just doesn't it's, work. <laughs> awful it is yeah it doesn't make any sense whatsoever 
And I was yeah. disgusted on her behalf. <laughs> I know. To, to I have know. to play that role. <laughs> yeah, like, the, when they're out driving, she she mentions that, like, the first sign of, you know, like, psycho vibes that she gets, she's going to, like, leave him wherever the fuck they are. Yeah. And in the car, he mentions how, like, their meeting or whatever is destiny, and she starts getting her psycho vibes, and she doesn't kick him out. Like, what the fuck? I know. I know. Seriously. But they leave, and I guess they're still on their way to Flagstaff, and the road ahead, it's like the middle of the night, the road ahead is washed out because it's raining, and so they have to go back to a hotel for the night, and, uh... <laughs> I can hear the dog, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get this one room at the hotel. It's got one bed in it. And Nick is like to Jessica Beale, uh, you know, you get the bed. I'll go sleep in the car. And I guess that's super endearing to her. <laughs> and <laughs> the next morning, uh, he makes a little rose for her out of a napkin. And that and says some like cheesy lines to her and that really like gets her going and they yeah. start kissing and apparently fuck <laughs> like oh, we don't my see God. it but yes. jesus christ yeah we just see them in laying in bed in that after you fuck position i guess that mm-hmm. all the movies put in and so like yeah it just went zero to a hundred real quick and mm-hmm. it was just very unexpected very uncomfortable yeah and <sighs> the fbi uh julianne moore she like intercepts uh jessica beale when she's on her way back from the grocery store to make them breakfast or whatever and and, and she convinces jessica beale to uh like take these sedative pills and uh she gives her special instructions to like knock nick out because she's like he's super unhinged and he's just using you to escape uh his situation and so she goes back and she's having like a hard time figuring out whether or not she can trust nick she should have just knocked him out but she comes clean about all of it and then he's she's but she doesn't know what to believe and so he like proves his ability to her by turning the tv on and also using it to like muffle out the fbi listening in and he like recites the line of the next tv channel before he right before he changes it and then when he changes it you know it says exactly what he said and he just does that like oh six times and she's like holy fuck or whatever and then they he devises a plan to escape and then it gets fucking it gets messy yeah Yeah, there's a there's a series of like destruction and debris and like avalanche of just cars trees Mm -hmm. like just shit that is apparently the distraction plan to like let Nick escape. And then yeah. like the FBI agent is kind of like at the bottom of the hill and Nick's at the bottom of the hill and like they know that this shit's gonna start tumbling down. And she's like, you know, let me die. And he's like, uh, I guess not. And then he like uses his power to like save her. Um, the bad guys get uh, Jessica Beale. 
Yeah, bad guys get Jessica Biel, FBI gets Nick. Um, and then Nick, like, they, like, put him in this, like, it looks like a, kind of like a torture device where it's, like, he has his eyes, like, just glued open with this machine. And they're, like, tell us where the terrorists are going to strike. And he's, like, I'm not going to do this. And then, essentially, he says that his power doesn't work when he's, like, put under pressure. <laughs> and then they try to... You know, lock him up, but he can, you know, see the next move coming at him. And so he gets out. You can't get lost in the woods if you never go into the woods. Yeah, so one thing that, like, we kind of learned, like, right before Nick, like, leaves to do this whole big plan, plan, is he somehow figures out that when he's with Jessica Beale, he can see further into the future because mm -hmm. for his whole life he's only been able to see two minutes into the future but like with her I guess he can see apparently hours into the future or more and uh, like we don't know how that makes sense or what the connection is that like that's never explained it's never never ever yeah. explained like what her significance is besides the fact that he can see a little bit farther into the future mm -hmm. so uh, he when he's sitting in that chair with his eyes peeled open <laughs> he is watching like the news station because that's what they put on for him and he sees into the future he sees her with bombs strapped to her chest like stuck in a wheelchair out on a parking ramp and he watches her like explode on tv and he's like oh no i can't do this or whatever like this this is bad so he's yeah he like basically like talks her into talks julia more into letting him go and she just lets him go and then he like yeah fights his way out using his powers <laughs> and like he goes to the parking garage and uh should figure try to figure out what happened and uh, they are he's able to use his sleight of hand and powers to basically draw out a sniper so they can get the sniper and then yeah they like the he, he decides that you know well now they're after the same guy because you know or guys because the the terrorists have his girl so, and yeah and yeah, now they're after the same Yeah, so thing. they're like, let's let's collab. And so, yeah, now Nick's calling the shots with the FBI and, like, tells them exactly where to, you know, the these guys are trying to take them out. And so they take them out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go to where they were holding Jessica Beale and, like, shootout ensues. And, and they try to, you know, take care to save her by listening to the Nick's timing and he like leads them around all these explosives using his like little powers and um, they get to basically the end like they save uh, Jessica Beale and they they're like okay now where are where's the nukes and Nick's like looking at their computer and he's like I made a mistake like, we're too late, and then all of a sudden the nuke just goes and everybody, like, gets blasted away, and we 
cut to Nick waking up in bed on <laughs> with with Jessica Beale on top of him, and yeah. I'm like, "You've got to be fucking kidding I me! Know. We just wasted forty five minutes <laughs> of nothing." Like, just I know, literally. I was so annoyed. I was like, "Are you fucking? Now we have to fucking do this again?" Like exactly oh what I thought. God. I was like, "I don't want to do this again." <laughs> so. But- yeah, yeah, and then, so, obviously, when he's with her, he can see a lot further into the future, and so then he decides to call up the FBI agent and, like, tell her, like, hey, I'm with you on this, but I just gotta leave Bay out of it. Yep. And then she's like, okay. And then I guess he, like, gets up to, to leave, and then she's like, where are you going? He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he gets in the car with Julianne Moore and leaves, and the movie ends. Yep. And I was like, all right, well, I'm glad we didn't have to see all that again, but like, I know. god damn, that was a huge waste of, like, my my time. I know. Yeah, because I was kind of, I was like, if it did end with the, you know, the nukes going off, I was like, oh, that was kind of an unexpected ending. That's kind of, that's kind of fun. Like, dark, <laughs> dark way to end. But I was like, oh... Yeah. No, they found a way out of it. So of course, it was all an illusion. Yeah, freaking yeah. And I like how they like they really, at least in the description, made it seem like being a magician was a bigger part of this. But it yeah, it wasn't. Like it was just a a cover up in the beginning, and then it kind of like faded, and it was just more about his powers as a whatever he had and they all kept saying throughout the movie like he doesn't know why he has this and i was like okay well this is just <laughs> stupid then like yeah just so special yeah i i don't really have anything like good to say about this one no nothing good there was no the only and the only good trivia was the fact that his ex-wife was in it nothing else interesting about the trivia yeah yeah, there. I didn't have anything like interesting to pull out of it. I mean, I just started going down rabbit holes trying to figure out why Nick wanted to make this movie <laughs> because like his his production company is Saturn Films, mm-hmm. and so his company like basically overhauled the script for this movie and made it almost a completely different movie from what the original script was. So, just don't know why. I don't know. He has some interesting, like, just career choices. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's very scattered. Um, and yeah, this IMDb rating, it was, damn, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) She's also not a fan. The IMDb rating was like a, at least a six, which I was like, that's pretty high. Cause yeah, it is. Like, we got, like, what, Wicker Man or something ranked like a four or something ridiculously low, 3.7. Mm-hmm. I was like, how does this one get a 6.2? It doesn't deserve es- that. <laughs> especially when, like, every single, you know, critical review was talking about how bad it was. I don't, yeah. I don't really know, but... I didn't like it. That's no. all I know. Yes. Not one of I, my top tens. Not, not at all. And the fact that he spells... Cause I don't think we ever said his real name. So he plays Frank Cadillac. That's his stage name. But mm-hmm. his real name is just basic old Chris Johnson. 
But it's, I'm seeing now that it's Chris spelled C R I S. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, not I so didn't... basic after all with this spelling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that until after watching the movie that it was C R I S. Yeah, it just takes me a little bit more on edge of how much I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only, I guess, other notable thing, which maybe isn't that interesting, is that the original script was based on a short story by Philip K. Dick, who is pretty famous for a lot of his, like, sci-fi short stories, um, one of them being Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which became Blade Runner, so, Hmm. like... He has a lot of other ones, too, but this one was based on a story called The Golden Man, but mm-hmm. they, a lot of people say it's nothing like it. The only <laughs> <laughs> homage that they really put to it was that gold coat that Nick wears. Uh, yep. So, yeah. yeah, not super interesting, but yeah, ugh. and if you've ever read any Philip K. Dick stuff, it, it, it's kind of dry. Old sci-fi oh. tends to be. It's very interesting, but not interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Got nothing left to say about this one. <laughs> All right, let's just rank it then. I'll do it, but I have conditions. Okay, how how low we gonna go? Um, <laughs> I'm thinking like around guarding Tess, <laughs> like that low. Uh, okay. Trapped in paradise. I feel like I went in paradise again. That was the one where they they had the brothers, the brother with the really annoying voice. The Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it better than that? I think in terms of watchability, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about time to oh time to kill was that one where Uh, Nick plays the soldier in Africa, right? Yep. Again, we'll I above think... that. Okay. Can we put it? Can we put it above yeah, that? I was gonna say I don't like it more. I I feel like this is I fuck. I might even no. I was gonna say I might even watch this again over Boy in Blue, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah. put it above Time to Kill. That's fine. It's. I mean, like it's honestly like in the bottom ten. It doesn't, yeah, that's not super it, important. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these bottom ones are just so awful. Okay, so that puts it in 43 out of 51. So, very low on our list. Oh, yeah. So, up next is going to be, like, our 50th episode. Like, our 50th feature, like, full-length episode or whatever. Because we're not including that bonus one in it. So... It's also our first sequel, and it is National Treasure <laughs> Book of Secrets. All right! Which came out in 2007, PG, two hours and four fucking minutes. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we already know this is an action-adventure mystery, just like the last mm-hmm. National Treasure movie. So, Nick plays Benjamin Gates, uh, who must follow a clue left in John Wilkes Booth's diary to prove his ancestors' innocence in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Yikes. Alright. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we got the same yeah. three main cast with Riley, Poole, and Abigail Chase are their character names. Um, yep. If you go all the way down the line, oh, there is a character named Charles Gates, played by a William Brent, who looks young, and I'm guessing, mm. maybe, a child? Whoa! Perhaps. Yeah! I'm just speculating, you know? I kind of tried to look ahead a little bit, because I haven't seen this one, but you never know. It could just Definitely. be, you know, one of those historical flashbacks situations. Right. Yeah, I guess we'll but see. We will we find will out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only good thing about the last movie that we watched is that at least it was only an hour and 30 minutes, but now we're back into the two hours. But I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so tired of long movies. <laughs> Me too. I really, really am. I think like the animated movies tend to be on the shorter side, like the kids' yeah. movies. So... And although I'm not looking forward to watching those, the length is very appealing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, if only Nick could use his clairvoyance to see how bad this movie was going to be. Because you looked at it.